Good morning. Welcome to North Lake Unitarian Universalist Church. My name is Janelle Durham, and it is my privilege to serve as your celebrant this morning. Whatever the faiths you have known or the flags of your heritage, you are welcome in our sanctuary. Whoever you are or whomever you love, you are welcome in our sanctuary. Whether you came in today filled with energy or weary to the bone, you are welcome here. Come in and rest here in our sanctuary. We invite anyone still seated who is a child in age or spirit to come up front to join Margaret for the time for all ages. So my story is called The Umbrella Sanctuary and it is written by a religious educator over on the East Coast, Tim Atkins. In this story, when I say clap, I need you to clap your hands together. Not too hard, because we're all doing it. Okay, so I'm gonna say clap and then you guys are gonna clap, ready? Clap. Everybody can clap. Thank you for the clarification. The next thing I'm gonna ask you to do is if I say the word sanctuary, which is our theme for the month, you're going to whisper sanctuary. Okay, just a whisper like it's on the wind. Okay, so I'm gonna say sanctuary in the story and you're going to reply sanctuary. Okay. Sanctuary. Perfect. Well, let me tell you this story. Once upon a time, there was a little girl just like you who was caught in the rain outside in a sudden rainstorm. She ran inside into the nearest store and as soon as she closed the door, a bright flash and a loud thunderclap followed. The little girl knew that she would be stuck in that store for quite a while. She started to look around at some of the items in the store. And her face um, was a little worried. She also noticed the shopkeeper, that's me. And she was the oldest woman she had ever seen. Her hair, <laughs> was as white as snow and her face was all wrinkly. The little girl was brave enough to admit that she was a little scared. Young woman, said the old shopkeep, can I help you with something? The little girl pointed outside, too afraid to talk. Ah, said the shopkeep, did you run in here to escape the rain? The little girl nodded slowly and as soon as she did, there was another loud thunderclap and it shook the store. Well, you can wait here in my little sanctuary. We've got a nice sturdy roof over our heads and it will keep you safe and dry. The little girl appreciated the offer, but she really needed to get outside and continue on her way. She knew her family was waiting for her. The old shopkeep could tell the little girl was hesitating. Or, continued the shopkeep, you could head back outside with this. And what do you think she pulled out? Take this umbrella. I don't know why it's raining, but I do know that you can keep dry under this portable sanctuary. The little girl beamed, but then stopped in her tracks. But I don't have any money, said the little girl. The old shopkeep waved her off. No worries, little girl. Just be sure to offer that umbrella to someone else when they need it. Well, the little girl, she accepted the umbrella. She headed back outside. She opened up her umbrella, and she went on her way. 
She was happy and dry. She started skipping down the street, and then she saw a person wearing a suit, trying to keep dry with a newspaper over their head. She heard another loud thunderclap, and the newspaper began to fall apart under the heavy rain. She skipped over to that person in the suit and held the umbrella as high as she could. Thank you, said this person. Remembering the words from the old shopkeep, the little girl told the person, I don't know why it's raining, but I do know that you can keep dry under this portable sanctuary. They smiled in relief. They had been having a really bad day, and they were wearing a suit because they were on their way to a job interview. They had been without work for a long time, and they had to walk to the interview. And when it started to rain, they cursed their luck. It would be really bad to make an impression coming in with a soaked suit. Well, the little girl, she saw her family in the store across the street, and she said, here, take the umbrella with you. I see my family right over there. Oh, I couldn't take your umbrella, this person said. No, no, take it. Just be sure to offer the umbrella to someone else when they need it. The little girl put the umbrella into their hands and ran off to meet their family. Well, that person that was going to the job interview just couldn't believe how nice that little girl was. They had to hurry, though, because it was almost time for the important interview. Another thunderclap caused them to start running. Well, I can tell you that that person got that job. And soon enough, they were able to afford a few umbrellas of their own. And whenever it would rain, they would bring not just the umbrella that the little girl had given, but two more small umbrellas to give away to the people who were stuck outside. And every time an umbrella was given away, they would say, I don't know why it's raining, but I do know that you can keep dry under this portable sanctuary. And soon, everyone in their town had an umbrella that they would take with them. And in, if the townspeople passed by someone without an umbrella, they would give up their own umbrella and they would pass on the words, now known by the entire town. And if you know them, you can join me. I don't know why it's raining, but I do know that you can keep dry under this portable sanctuary. Breath Meditation by Samuel A. Trombore. Let us turn inward now. Feel the rhythm of the breath in and out. In and out. 
Find the peace of just being with the flow of the breath. Letting go of yesterday and tomorrow. Feel the restorative power of the peace of this moment. A peace large enough to open to the concerns and sorrows that trouble us. A stillness quiet enough to respond to the joys and celebrations that enliven us. There is safety here in the rhythm of the breath. The ebb and flow of life is enacted with each one, taking in oxygen sustenance, letting go of carbon dioxide waste, taking in the fullness of the experience letting go of the residue that wants to cling to us. Cultivate inner peace and inner safety in this sanctuary dedicated to cultivating the spirit of life, dedicated to being a beacon of love for all beings. We are all longing to go home. We're all longing to go home to some place we've never been. A place half remembered and half envisioned. We can only catch glimpses of every once in a while from time to time. Community, somewhere. Somewhere there are people to whom we can speak with passion without having the words get stuck in our throat. Somewhere a circle of hands will just open to receive us. Eyes light up as we enter. Voices that will celebrate with us whenever we come into our own power. Community means a strength that joins with strength with our strength to do the work that needs to be done. Arms to hold us when we falter, a circle of healing, a circle of friends, someplace where we can be free. Come in and rest. Shortly after I arrived in Washington, which was in August of last year, 
the weather turned from smoke to rain. One of the first things Shirley and I did was to dig through the pile of boxes in search of our umbrellas. We found one of them, Shirley's. And I just have to show it to you. It is a beautiful umbrella, offered great protection from the New Orleans rains, and reminded people of Jazz Fest as well. Then I heard that Seattleites do not use umbrellas. <laughs> Rain jackets and hoodies and uh, hats offer all the protection that is needed. And as I thought about that, I noted that much of the local rainfall is more mist or mild dampness, often quite soft, perhaps even gently soothing. You do not get the downpours that agitate New Orleans. And it makes sense to get by without an umbrella. That thought was driven home when I read an October 16, 2017 Seattle Times article, Why Seattleites Love to Hate the Umbrella. The article was big enough it had a subtitle. The city's only brick and mortar umbrella shop is closing this week. One of the owner's reasons Every day, somebody would come in and tell me it was stupid to have an umbrella store in Seattle. The article shared the views of several of these umbrella critics. This is our weather. We have to get used to it. I feel like if you're going to get wet, go for it. We're proud of our rain, and we get through it. We get light, misty rains that last all day. It's the general physics of how rain forms in the lower clouds versus how it forms in the higher clouds. People in Seattle tend to buy our coats with hoods and skip umbrellas. That's what hats are for. Why would you live here if you don't like it? All the people with umbrellas should just move on. <laughs> It doesn't rain that hard, and when it does, there's just some mist on my jacket. And the coup de grace, repeated nearly every day, Seattleites don't use umbrellas. And it repeated again and again, Seattleites don't use umbrellas. Seattleites don't use umbrellas. These critics, who were most willing to share their views, prompted the proprietor of Pike Place Market's Bella Umbrella, nice name, to close her shop when her lease ran out. She decided to move the store to New Orleans, <laughs> where she already had a shop, and was well aware that umbrellas are a featured item of apparel in the Big Easy. Now, if you allow me to step back 20 years, uh, since I have the microphone, I imagine you will. <laughs> back to when I was a ministerial intern, I heard words of advice and encouragement from the Reverend Dr. Randy Becker, who was my intern supervisor. As we sat in his office, which happened once a week, 
He said, Jim, one of the differences you will note in different cities is the pattern of dress. When you move somewhere, pay attention to what people are wearing and do your best to fit in. I paid attention to this advice when I arrived here. I began by wearing the best of the best I had worn in New Orleans and soon realized there is a more casual style of dress in this area. And I dressed down. In fact, one Sunday I was here and I had blue jeans on. I'd been busy in the morning. I didn't have time to change. And someone said, every time I see you, you appear to get more casual. <laughs> well, that move to blue jeans and corduroys coincided with the choice to leave my umbrella at home. And it worked. I grew accustomed to getting wet. Walking in the rain became cool. It was no mystery to me that an umbrella shop had shut down. Then came November 21, 2017. Rain walloped on down like it was a southern rainstorm. And I was wet, wet, wet. I wanted protection, an umbrella's protection, and I did not have one. What I would have given for a bit of sanctuary from the skies. So what this was, my friend, was a long way of saying that umbrella analogy might not be the best metaphor of those gathered here today. Yet, whether in this area or not, I suspect there have been times in your life when you would have been happy to have had an umbrella on hand. And we had a great umbrella story for a time for all ages, and one that lifted up its use for sanctuary as well. Thanks for sharing that with Margaret. So let's make a shift here. Churches are known to be a place of sanctuary. In the middle of the hurry and the scurry, Many people go to church to gain a few minutes of rest. Oh, this rest arrives in the company of others. It's probably true that if none of the people around you were here, if you were in this hall alone, you might not be sitting as quietly as you are. Have you ever walked into this room and found nobody here, so you turned around and walked out? I have. There ever been a time when you worked on a project here, when you arranged chairs, practiced music, hung quilts? You know, I suspect it's rare for people to sit down, the chair setters and the singers and the quilters, and attempt to capture the sanctuary that is felt here in the presence of others on Sundays. Starhawk had it right. I believe, when she said community. Somewhere there are people to whom we can speak with passion without having the words catch in our throats. Somewhere a circle of hands will open to receive us. Eyes will light up when we enter. Voices will celebrate with us whenever we come into our own power. A circle of healing a circle of friends, someplace where we can be free. 
Starhawk refers to a place of sanctuary. And what a blessing it is to enter such a community, to connect with a circle of love, to see the eyes light up and hear the voices of celebration when we grow into our full powers. You know it, I do too, because the journey we have walked together has been filled with examples, and those examples shine forth as evidence of a community united in its hope for a better world. From what I have seen, there is some variety in your midst. Some like to be with each other. Some relish a common spirit here. Some enjoy taking a sacred breath, relaxed and present. Some appreciate the love flowing through this beloved community. Relish it. Perhaps you heard the words of Krishna with one's heart calm and passive. See the self in all beings and all beings in the self. It's to this place of sanctuary that we arrive. So come in and rest. Take a place of sanctuary among those who hear and know perhaps the words of Buddha. If you do not take care of one another, who else will do so? Those who would take care of me should care for those who are sick. And I have seen you tend to those who are sick. It is a part of the way you are. Reverend Samuel A. Trombore served the congregation in Olympia for many years. Located in the Washington State Capitol, his words for UUs passed along the sense of his primary spiritual teacher, Lao Tzu, who said, if we sacrifice this body for the world's benefit, all things will come to that person who loves others as he loves him or herself. These words were echoed by Jesus. Love your neighbor as yourself. A long journey from one prophet to another has brought our faith and this congregation to a deep appreciation of the umbrella of love. Some here are familiar with the words of the prophet Muhammad. May peace be with him. You will not complete your faith until you love one another. Others are inspired by Mevlana Rumi. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. An interesting turn there by Rumi. Now there may have been a time when Unitarian Universalists rested upon their laurels. There was an era of country club UUs and it may be tempting to replicate this in the first world community in which you live. But my friends, this is a different age. 
this age calls for close attention to the changes going on around us. This is an age, even when we come in and rest, where it is doubly, triply, quadruply important to check in with our neighbors, for we have neighbors who do not have homes, neighbors who run the risk of an ice stop, neighbors born with a darker tint to their skin than I have or many of us have, neighbors for whom our streets are less safe than they are for you and me. If you consider the umbrella of love professed here, professed here, you learn, I would hope and pray, to not only speak of equity and equality, but also attempt to bring equity and equality to all. And that leads those who come here for sanctuary to consider carefully the plight of their neighbors. During these last few years, I have often quoted from people on the margins. Yet, I have not ventured significantly into the anti-racist, anti-oppressive, multiculturalist approaches shared in many UU congregations. It is not that I was timid. It was that I wanted to make sure that it could be done in a way that would, I hoped, be effective. Today, as you will see and hear in the upcoming video, I ask that you place yourself in another person's shoes, that you make an attempt here in this umbrella of love to feel your way toward fully honoring the personhood, the inherent worth and dignity of the speaker Patrice Cullors, and to listen to what she says. I think uh, with inter the, the word intersectionality really comes from a woman named Kimberly Crenshaw. Um, and she created it because she was trying to challenge the conversation specifically in the black community um, that the only people who have the right to talk about um, black folks' freedom is cis black men. And she was really trying to challenge the idea that um, if, we're, if we are going to fight on behalf of black, black people, we have to fight on behalf of black girls and women as well. Um, and that there is a very specific type of experience that black women have in relationship to race. And that um, patriarchy is a part of racism when it comes to, uh, to black women. And that if we don't have those conversations, but more importantly, if we don't practice differently, we're going to just end up in the very same cycle that we've been in and not gaining the things that we really want to gain. So it's important, I think, if you value uh, the lives of people. Um, this is a conversation about what we value. If we value that certain people's lives need to be prioritized because we've seen them be deprioritized, if we value that human, all human beings deserve to be treated well, with dignity, with care, um, then we're going to be able to have more nuanced conversations about not just Black Lives Matter, but Me Too, Women's March, Time's Up, I mean, all, the immigrants' rights movement, all these movements are in relationship to one another. And I think it's important um, that we, sometimes we get caught up in the rhetoric of politics, um, and I like to, to reel it back a bit and remind people of values. What are our values? And, and that 
um, is often the place where it opens up something new for people to have a different type of conversation about these things that often can feel very challenging to talk about. Many of you are familiar with discussions about values. A conversation of values was part of your congregational covenanting process just yesterday. And a similar visit on values will happen here Wednesday night. But there are, we must be aware, others, some of whom are your neighbors engaged in similar conversations. It is in discussions of values that diverse groups of people find their way toward each other. And is this not what we say we want when we lift up inherent worth and dignity and the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all? During this next year, you can expect to hear more, more voices from the margins. I extend to you an invitation to journey towards seeing more and more of the people of this earth as being equally worthy of the love of God, the love of each other, and welcome into the umbrella of love. And to do so by listening to what they say, then considering not only the blessings we have, but also the special needs of our neighbors. We close with a prayer for this gathering by the Reverend Layla Ibrahim. Dear spirit of the universe, connector and creator of all that is, bless this community gathered in hope and love for our world, for one another and for ourselves. We gather here longing to create a more connected and more just world. Help us to speak our truth with respect. Help us to listen with love. Help us to be patient. Help us to be forgiving. Help us to know that here, as in all human endeavors, mistakes are inevitable. Perfection is impossible. And, oh yes, remind us not to take ourselves too seriously. Amen. May the love in your heart find love in the hearts of those around you. Namaste.